All right. So, um, I guess we're we're good to go, brother. John. So, yep. So, uh you're the very first one um to do a podcast. Uh, I don't really want to call it a podcast, more of just a dis- a discussion or a conversation on who are we. Um so I want to just kind of maybe explain why more a little more in depth. I know I kind of touched on it a bit with you. Um first of all, thank you so much for being willing to be the first participant um be kind of the guinea pig on recording and stuff like that too i really appreciate it so basically the whole idea kind of behind this i'm a big joe rogan fan um there's just kind of I, I love podcasts but one thing i hate and like even talk shows i really hate the fake not the fakeness of it all talk shows definitely the fakeness of it for the most part it's usually like stars and people like that i'm not a joe rogan fan you what's that um, what's that i'm not a joe rogan fan Okay. I love MMA, but I don't like Joe Rogan. Okay, I I, uh, I, I love I, I love Joe Rogan, but like he has more like like um like like experts on and stuff like that, and yeah. and again celebrities. And he's uh he's it's over opinionated, and he, this is kung fu, so uh, he's he's uh, I mean some uh, some other people do, but they don't do it in such a a way decisive way like that, you know, um, so. I have no time for it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so 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 the, the way the, the way I want this to be different is I want to have just random, real people, everyday people. Um, the the best conversations of people that I've had in life, and you know, people are people I've met in person and and gotten to know, um, relatively in a short amount of time. Um, for instance, um, actually I was in Las Vegas once, and uh, I took a cab with um with a friend of mine and. The lady who's our cab driver was really gruff. She was like dark skinned lady. She had tattoos uh, on her arms. She was in a really bad mood, and you know she was just a bag. The the like the whole the, the whole experience right it was just bad. And we had dropped off this friend of mine, and then I was just riding with this with this lady cab driver, and uh, I started getting a conversation and 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 really getting to know her. And uh, it was one of the most amazing conversations I ever had. I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't want to really get into it. I want to, you know, basically this 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 whole thing is to to get to know you, and uh, but just using that example of of you know, I, I I think even in our general like you know let's say everyone has let's say average three hundred Facebook friends, you know how many of those three hundred people actually really know you or really know me? Very few, and even ones that maybe knew me when I was like sixteen, you know how much they know about me now. And um, just people in general that we deal with that, I think at work or at school, lots of times we don't really get to know each other. So that's what this is about, getting to know you, uh, learning, you know, introducing John to the world and, and getting to know who you are. And there's no real um, real script here. Um, if, you know, if I, if I touch upon a subject that you're like, you know what, I'd rather pass on that, I really want to get into that, that's totally fine. Anything goes, really. Um, and yeah, that's... Uh, that's what I kind of have. Let me, I just want to read over a little bit more here. I had some other um, things I want to talk about. So again, yeah, just you were totally chosen at random. I can't remember how I found you. Are you part of a digital nomad group? I was on LinkedIn. Oh, sorry. Okay, so yeah, I was. That there was a there was a random LinkedIn post from some people that I'm linked with, and you commented on one of the uh, articles. So I just that's how I, I made a, you. I made a comment on LinkedIn that, that made a bit of a stir, and I had a lot of replies. Okay. Yeah. But this, ha- this happens always on social media. Everything I I uh, post makes us causes a stir, 
and uh, starts a lot of conversation. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, you're probably like me and Joe Rogan. You're probably maybe fairly opinionated and not and not scared to to voice that opinion. So that's that's what this is for here for. We all, you know, want to talk about your your life stories, uh, your thoughts, beliefs, desires, things like that. So I want you to kind of clear your head of maybe anything you thought you might we might talk about, and just you know, we just, I just want to kind of start from scratch and just see where things go. Uh, again, no real agenda. Um, Bum, 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 bum. And again, yeah, basically no time restrictions too. So we'll just see where, where things go. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, well, well, um, I kind of have a little bit of like, and I said no stress for some, I have some kind of ideas that I kind of wrote down. Actually, I'm not even going to look at, I decided before I didn't want to look at them, I actually haven't looked at them since yesterday. So I want to try to go from as much from just you know, winging it as possible and see how it goes. But I, I know in general, the one thing I really like, think, think it'd be good to start with is just basically um break down a little bit of the story of your life you could either you know and, and not the like you know not the don't paint paint like a real pretty picture and don't you know do it real fast like get into any detail where you want to um whether you know some some whether it's heartache in your life you know bad things happen good things happen stories about your your teenagerhood wherever you want to go with that and whatever amount of time you want to to, to spend on that and i'll just kind of jump in random sound good yeah no, it's not all pretty, but uh, that's life. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, who am I? I would call myself an anti-Jew, okay? Oh, what's um, An anti-Jew. You know, you have the anti-Pope or the anti-Christ or the anti-matter or whatever. I'm an anti-Jew. Okay. Um, I come from a Jewish, very Jewish family. My brother became uh, ultra-Orthodox at university. And, and my sister did it eventually as well. And, um, but they were unbelievably cruel and evil to me. And um, that turned me into an anti-Jew. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I've had to fight to survive. That's why I'm a martial artist. And that's why I've got so good in martial arts because I've, the, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, you know, and, um, I've reached a very high level of, of martial arts. And, and, John, um, and, and John, you live in the UK, correct? You grew up there as well? Yeah, I, I was born and grew up in the UK. Yeah, and that's where you are now? Yeah. Okay, what aspects did you have to fight for your life? Like, curious. Just, um, really, uh, bullying and hypocrisy and, and um, you know... Having not just when I say fight for my life, I don't mean just physically. Although I've been in so many scraps, I, I can't count them all. But I just, you know, mentally and emotionally and spiritually um, as well. You know, it's been a struggle. Hold you on. Know, I hate, I, I hate, I, I hate to quote Hitler, but you know, Mein Kampf, uh, my struggle. Yeah. You know, that's why I called myself the anti-Jew. I just want to double check that we're screen recording here. Yeah, okay, we are. It doesn't really... I'm kind of afraid that the screen recording is going to stop on us. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to check that every once in a while. So if you see me swiping on the screen or something like that, I won't, I won't mention that's what I'm doing. I just want to make sure... I've had, it, I've had it in general. I can't remember screen recording something before, and I've kind of read on the internet that sometimes it'll just stop for no reason. So I want to make sure we're getting all this down. Thank, first of all, thank you for uh, sharing that with me. That's exactly kind of where, where like aspects of this kind of 
platform I want that kind of intimate learning who John is. So awesome. So yeah, so so I seen I seen some I did a little glance at your profile, your Facebook profile. I seen that you're 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 deep into martial arts and uh actually had a friend at work that really inspired me. Um he was really the asshole of the group like in like a big lunchroom full of people. He was always like he literally he, he wrote on the, on his shoes uh like uh, go fuck your white hat to so like for like for like foreman and stuff and construction site to read that and like he would always speak up and he's always like just now you know really outspoken and I was and and like not not afraid to speak up and you know get fired or laid off or anything and I asked him one day I said you know why are you like that and he he at first he just kind of said that he was always like that and then then he came back and said you know what no I haven't always been like that I was actually bullied as a youth. And uh, as a kid, and um, I finally had enough of it, so uh, I, I took some training, and uh, I basically started sticking up for myself, and you know, beating other people's asses, basically. And then, he, then after that, that's the story of every martial artist. <laughs> they were bullied, and, then, <laughs> and, 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 they, and they took up martial arts. You know, that's uh, and, yeah. And then, he's, he, then he basically said he's just never gonna let anybody intimidate him that way again. Not, not only physically, but emotionally. So. He was an inspiration to me to kind of stick up for myself, whether it's at work and places like that, and just to to voice concerns, especially you know I, you know places I work is is quite unsafe at times, so it's important to voice those kind of concerns. But anyway, um, continue on. Thank you for sharing that. Well, you know, I was probably born and then born that way anyway. It's all destiny, you know. You 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 uh, in life you gradually fulfill your own uh, inherent nature one way or another I think is what happens because uh, I'll tell you why I say that because I found out that I have uh, Native American blood so uh, that's about as un-Jewish as you could possibly be (laughs) anyway (laughs) so I think I was born an an anti-Jew and and life life makes you uh, fulfill your own nature in the end I, I I wish I could agree with you there, but I can't. M- my point of view is that, you know, I, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes that reason is you're stupid and you make bad mistakes. You may make bad decisions. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I don't think people are destined to be, be uh, what's the big drug these days? Heroin addicts in, in San Francisco right now. There's lots of people living in tents on the streets, heroin addicts ruining their lives i don't believe that was their destiny unfortunately uh it was probably due to bad decisions they made um being more susceptible lots to... of people waste their lives you know some people that you know that uh, they, they just want to uh fulfill their own ego and 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 or just go after money and and they just end up being a horrendous uh, shell of a human being you know and they've got loads of money and uh and they and status, but you know what are they? You know they just they just shell. Yeah. Like like just know, they've they've wasted their life. Like just, not just heroin addicts or people on the street. Like Justin Bieber's song "Lonely," they're just lots of them to end up being lonely, and uh, it is real sad. You know, I think even think of myself. I have I'm lucky to have a family, a wife, and five kids right now, and that's you know the source of my my joy. But uh, I have to work hard to support that family. And I, I often think back to the days when I was hanging out with my friends and, you know, I was lucky to have $20 in my pocket. And uh, those were definitely some of the, the funnest times. But uh, kind of getting back into uh, into your story, 
Um, and then, and again, I'll go wherever you want in the, in, in the, in the direction there, but, uh, touching more on that. So, so how's the relationship with your, with your sister and you, you said your dad or your mother is more of the Orthodox, uh, Jew right now? No, no, no. We were brought up traditional, not, not Orthodox. Sorry, traditional. My older brother, my older brother, he's six years, six, seven years older than me. I'm the youngest. Uh, and he became ultra Orthodox, uh, at, at university. You know, this is, okay. this is what happens when it's always at university, they become uh, <laughs> ultra-Orthodox. Um, so, was it a Jewish, was it a Jew- Jewish university? No, 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 it was okay. a normal, normal uh, British university. Okay. Um, so how's your relationship? Like, you're obviously very on the opposite ends of the spectrum there. How's no, it? I don't, you know, the, it's only my mum that speaks to me. The rest of the family don't hardly speak to me. Uh, they speak to my mum about me, then they get my mum's uh, view on things and not mine. So, so what I do, the, what I've been doing is sending them email because you know I'm very uh, I have a lot of awareness and uh, I know what what's going on and what people are saying, even when they're not saying it to my face. And um, so I know what's going on. So I send them emails to correct them and. Yeah. Uh, they don't answer me because they can't. They can't uh, have nothing to say. You know, they. they, uh, they I mean, my mum says they're afraid of me, but it's they, they just. Uh, they don't want to talk to me because mm. it's it's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not building up their ego enough. You know, and. Yeah. Uh, one thing, they, is, they John. One thing I've, I have I've, no comeback. John, I can't remember if we kind of messaged us back and forth. Um, the only one thing I ask of you is that if you're okay with this video after that you post it to your to your uh, Facebook profile and that I, that I'm able to tag you in uh, one of the videos like in the in the page is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so if if you want us to start all over for any reason, are you sure you're okay with that? <laughs> so it's a- I've got nothing to hide. Okay, I'm I'm like, I'm like that too. My life's an open book. <laughs> Ask the guys at work, I tell them, you know, the crazy dream I had last night, they know all about it, which I'm not going to get into on this, though. But anyway, um, okay, where are we at there? So, well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of sorry to hear that. I, I'm, I'm always, it always grieves me to hear any family that doesn't have a strong connection. It honestly makes me grateful for mine. And um, similar story for me. Actually. I, I have my partner's family. You know, they're, they're, they're my real family now. Okay. So, yeah. And, and, is, and is it mainly because of the anti-Jew part of it? Or is there, other th- is there a lot more involved, I guess? Again, you go as far as well, you're comfortable um, with. But. They're Filipinos, so uh, they don't mind me, um, you know, living a, a life of, of Asian uh, culture. You know, for me, Kung Fu is not just fighting or, or fitness, it's, you know, it's a way of life, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's my whole way of life. I, I'm, although I've, I've, I explored every single religion, you know, the Catholic Church, Islam, Buddhism, even, you know, even Hare Krishna, because one of my Kung Fu teachers was Hare Krishna. And then um, I realized that I am uh, a Taoist. I follow the Tao, and I, you know, since I started Kung Fu, I've been following the Tao, even though I didn't know it. And that's what I am: is a is, is a Taoist. And I have the uh, the um, opening sentence. It's very famous opening sentence sentence of the Tao Te Ching. It's actually tattooed on my back. 
And what does that say? What is Taoism? Uh, oh, no, 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 not, not well, what is Taoism. Uh, what does it say on my back? Uh, well, it, it, it says uh, the Tao which can be named is not the eternal Tao. Something, it's, that's sort of a rough translation from the Chinese. Uh, so it's it's nameless, you know, it's, it's, it's nameless, it's uh, unnameable, it's, it's untellable, you know, it's, you just have to... Uh, you just have to know it. Okay. And and, and, and and back to what you were going to answer before, what is Taoism and how does that kind of connect with that statement, I guess? Um, you see, Taoism, is, unlike Buddhism, which is all about in the head, and you sit and meditate, and it's all in your head. But Taoism is, says that uh, your body is, is, part, is also part of your humanity, you know. So uh, it's always some kind of, the Taoist yoga or or, or, or Taoist kung fu, or it's it's always involved. I do meditate as well, but it's it's also involved in, in, a, in there's also a big physical aspect to it, and um, that that is it's 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 the path to enlightenment. But you know, part of the path path to enlightenment is is your physicality. You know, you're not you're not a brain in a jar. You know, you're a, you're a human being. Um, nice. Thank you. Um, so so, big general question here. So so, do you believe in a god in general, or some kind of higher power, supreme being? Um. Well, because of my exposure to exposure to Judaism and Christianity and Islam. Then I uh, suppose I do, but in Taoism, it's it's it's, it's sort of agnostic. It's like uh, I suppose as a Taoist, I would say, well, if there is a god, does he really need us to worship him? You know, <laughs> you know, he's he's all powerful. I think he can uh, manage by himself. You know, he doesn't need us to to, to, to worship him all day. Um, so in Taoism is Tao is not exactly God. It's it's just a, it's a it's the divine order of things. So that may come from God, but you mm. don't really concern yourself with, with God very much. Mm. You concern yourself with human affairs, mostly. That's a good point. Um, like, like Buddhism. Buddhism is not... They don't, they don't say there's no God. They say, well, if there is or there isn't, it's not that important. Mm. You know, what's, the, what happens here on earth is, is what's important. There's a, there's a scripture from the Bible that uh, roughly quoted says that the only... The only person that God is not, um, how's it, what's the word again? Basically, uh, again, really bad, really bad quote here, but basically the only person that, that he kind of rejects is, is, is the person that doesn't wreck you, not rejects, but uh, I don't know what the word to use is, but anyway, the, or maybe the only one that he, he despises is the one, is a person that doesn't re- recognize his hand in all things. So, to me, that that is is having an attitude of We gra- recognize of the workings of the Tao, um, the Tao in all things. So, I suppose it could come from God. It is mm. it is divine. So yeah, it could, that that may be okay. uh, a manifestation of God. But because like how how could he possibly even uh, if there is a God, you know, how it's something you couldn't even possibly. Uh, 
uh, comprehend. It would be it's yeah. too beyond, I think, a human. Uh, a, you know, it's not. It's not a, a guy with a grey grey beard in the sky saying, uh, you know, yeah. thou shalt do this, thou shalt do that, or not do this or that. Uh, yeah, the, the way, the way that's, I can... that's right. there's there's no commandments in Taoism. It, it's, oh, okay. it's just uh, it's it's just uh, it's guidance. You know, the Tao Te Ching offers mm-hmm. lots of guidance on how you should live your life. Um, but yeah. there's no uh, you must do this and you must do that. Okay. Really, it's it's something you just need to uh, to, to um. You just follow the Tao. I can't say I can't explain it better than that. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, uh, maybe moving on a little different. So, um, some other maybe just uh, life stories or or kind of where life has kind of taken you and the ups and downs. Well, um, you want to share? I had an old, uh, very nasty older sister. Uh, fancied herself as a psychologist or a psychoanalyst and uh, decided uh, uh, the other story is that when I was a child I was said to be gifted and um, now I was gifted as long as I was uh, you know being Jewish and, and uh, you know, <laughs> once I turned away from that I was no longer gifted but anyway um, uh, my sister, my siblings were very jealous. They felt I was uh, the favourite, and uh, so what my sister uh, devised was uh, a way to turn the tables. Um, because I was doing very well academically at school. In fact, my parents paid for me to go to a private school so I could do well academically. But what my sister decided was she would become a psychologist and decide that, that I had psychological problems. Ooh. In that way, she basically um, discredited me, which ruined my career, and then she gave herself a career in psychology and, she, she, and psychoanalysis. So in that, that way, she turned the tables on me. Ooh. Um, ooh, ooh. Wow, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I've been through some shit, you know. Um, oh, man. You don't become an anti-Jew for nothing. <laughs> Damn. Damn, man. That's crazy, bro. I've, uh, they, they're going to accuse me of uh, inciting anti-Semitism, but these are really terrible people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so is, is it fair to... Is it fair to say because of them, that's why you turned to be an anti-Jew? Maybe if, maybe if you had uh, more loving and caring and uh, understanding and, and patient family, that maybe you'd be uh, just a regular Jew today? Uh, yeah, but... Um, it's a tough question. <laughs> you might not want to go I there. I don't know. I can't answer. I can't answer that for sure. But Sorry, I, I just don't think. I don't think. Um, I guess it's useless speculation. You know, but... I don't think an honest, good soul born into a Jewish family would be treated right. No. Uh, yeah, I, that's, I, that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Well, um, shifting to a, a little bit of different topic. I I kind of want I like I kind of like topics like this religion things that you know that people aren't supposed to talk about so uh, switching directions a bit 
where would you like to go in sharing your thoughts, feelings, desires on either um, sex or sexuality, sex or sexuality, or um, politics? What's what what's what's topic would you like to share some of your thoughts on? Uh, well, politics doesn't interest me much. Uh, <laughs> election, well, I, well, Biden's uh, nearly won it, thank God, um, <laughs> because because uh, I hate Trump. Um, <laughs> oh damn, we we went there. Okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. What else can I say about politics? I mean. Um, not to say that I. Not to say that I'm a. Well, I, they're all as bad as each other. I mean, China, which is close to my heart, and to see what Mao Zedong and the communists did to China, you know, it, it breaks my heart. Um, it, it's it's crazy so, right now with with red re-education camps that are going on right there. That's the big. That's the big thing that troubles me, and how nobody's really doing anything about that. That's crazy. It's just, um, you know, they, 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 the, the Cultural Revolution, they, you know, the whole, they just wanted to throw out 5,000 years of Chinese culture and replace it with, with uh, Mao Zedong and, and communism and, and the Little Red Book. Um, and they, that's, that's why, they, you know, Kung Fu in China, they, they got rid of Kung Fu because, and Kung Fu now in China is, is, not, is in a bad state because of that. Um, okay. They changed the um, because the uh, the Chinese characters that are are made up of um, other smaller characters that, that go up to make the meaning of the word. Now they've simplified the the the, uh, the writing that they have now simplified Chinese, and now oh. so all these all that meaning from the from the other characters is gone. They've taken half the meaning out of the language. Wow. Um, you know, no, no, no. And, and not to mention, you know, the, the, the uh, incompetence of, of Chairman Mao that led to millions of people dying of famine. And, uh, you know, the, the, the list goes on. Like, 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 um, like what they've done. I'm a, I'm a little ignorant on, on Chinese history, really. Like, what kind of time frame are you looking at? Like, when did. When when are you talking about when oh, they, 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 they uh, when did Matt, when did the communists like, take over? Like, I don't know. The, that was like a long like it was a long time, ago, right? Like when we I don't even know when we're talking. Well, about about a hundred years ago, yeah. Okay, okay. Something like that. I don't remember the exact date or the, that they took over because there was the end of the Qing Dynasty. There was a there was a short period of um, the the uh, of what, what did they call it? The nationalists. Uh, and then the nationalists were beaten by the communists, and and uh, just 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 went to Taiwan. Taiwan is just is is left over from the nationalists, oh, okay. and uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was about a hundred years ago that the communists uh, took over. Yeah, it's crazy. It's lasted that long, right? Wow. Yeah, I mean they, they, they've. Uh, They've changed the system a bit, you know, that we've introduced the free market economy, but it's still a one-party state. Um, hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I was just making sure yeah. we're still recording. We're good. Okay. 
Yeah, it's still a one-party state. It's still basically communist. Um, and, um, yeah, there, there, are, there are human rights abuses and, um, you know, not to say that the dynasties were perfect, but yeah. they, didn't, they didn't cause so much destruction as, as, yeah. as, as, as Chairman Mao and the communists. So yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable. Well, Let's go back and touch a bit on uh, a bit more on Trump and Biden, so, or Biden, sorry, rather Biden. Um, I, I, you kind of mentioned, I, I kind of think the same way, where basically, like most political leaders these days, unfortunately, and the same as here in Canada, it seems it's always just the lesser of two evils that people end up voting for. And it's just crazy that, my opinion, that, you know, that the, the best two individuals to run the country in the U.S. are, are, the, are the two we're looking at. And, and um I think I think the lesser of two evils is Trump. I definitely don't agree on you know all the things he's done and you know lots of things. But again, it's just the lesser of two evils. I think no matter what, at the end of the day, uh, the average person gets pretty much screwed by the government and uh, in so many ways. Especially, I I I I think the the biggest problem is is obviously this massive amount of debt that is accumulating not only in the U.S. but throughout the world pretty well. And, you know, what's what's the percussions? I know I think most people were just hoping that in their lifetimes they didn't have to pay anything back, that there wasn't going to be any kind of repercussions. But I think it might be finally coming. And uh, uh, a lot of people don't know that one of the things as, that's collateral for all this debt in the United States is all the national parks. Like, that's huge. <laughs> um, and they're talking a lot about, you know, resetting the economy and all world leaders are talking about that and new world order all those kind of things I, I'm, I'm i'm i guess that's something else we talked about any 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 conspiracies that you think aren't theories that are, are proven or 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 we don't even have to go there right now in a different direction but if you may want to i can talk about what? a conspiracy a sort of conspiracy theory that's close to home mm -hmm. um because my family are always calling the cops on me and uh now, it, it was um, in the news a few years ago that all the, uh, all the police chiefs are Freemasons. And people were asking, well, to whom are the police answerable then? And the answer is that uh, their superiors in, in the uh, Freemasons are Jews. Uh, so they're basically answerable to the Jews, uh, which is why they keep arresting me. Now, I, th I thought Freemasons were Christians. No, no, no. It's it's then it's a, it's a, it's a very old secret society. Uh, you know, if you're not in it, then you probably don't know exactly what goes on. But uh, it's 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 not Christian. No, no. It's uh, okay. it's not it's not uh, affiliated with any particular faith. Uh, it's just some kind of. What secret society? And if you're in the society, then you do favors for your for your friends. Uh, you know, in the society, if you want to, if you want to make it big, you know, in business or yeah. politics or whatever, you, you join the Freemasons, and then you put these all these contacts. No, no, you know, no. and you're all you you're doing favors for each other. No, no, me, me, me and my wife. Well, actually, my wife is my wife in particular. She loves British mystery shows, right? And you guys like. You guys have like so many of them. <laughs> like it's, I, I don't think there's anywhere else in the world that has mystery shows like the British do, and they're they're awesome. There's like so many of them. And anyway, 
Um, and one one of the, our our favorite TV shows actually the last uh, we don't we don't really we don't really we've never had cable for ever so we buy seasons of stuff we like. Um, now we just got Amazon Prime. But anyway, um, we bought some seasons of it. I can't remember what it's called now, but there's a detective show. And maybe you know what it is where it's all about police corruption and this anti-corruption unit. Does it ring a bell? Like, I know it's British. Um, so I think it's the, the most popular show in Britain right now. Like, last year. Like What's no- it called? I don't know. I don't watch the television. You don't want to uh, I can't remember. No. It, it, it'll, it'll, it'll probably come to me while we're talking. But anyway... Interestingly, interesting that you, you bring that up because in that show, it talks the it talks about how the, the police chief and the old police chief that used to be in his spot were Freemasons and how, yeah, there's kind of this conspiracy amongst them for covering for each other for, um, what were they doing? Actually, like it was a, it was like a pedophilia ring where they were, uh, they were, um, grooming these young men. And um, what, and then ends up one of the young men ends up they groom him to become a police officer and he's in on the corruption and it's all tied to you know money and all this kind of stuff. Really good show. I hope it comes to mind or maybe there's somebody else that could put in the comments um, that watches this down the road. Figure out what show that is, but it's it's quite incredible. Incredible. It's it's, it's, it's I guess it's true. True, <laughs> not true. Partly true. That's pretty cool. No, I I haven't seen that show, so I, I can't comment. So. Okay. so 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 yeah, so that's a real life conspiracy that you're kind of living, where it's not really yeah, it's a conspiracy that's not theory, but it's it's like in the media and stuff like that that there is these uh, Freemasons that are kind of yeah you know, get gang together and and uh, so so they like targeting people like you apparently. I know a lot of Jews are Freemasons. Because my grandfather was a Freemason, my uncle is a Freemason, um, so yeah. Okay, <laughs> interesting, interesting. And then, and, and kind of go. Sorry, I kind of switched gears before I I I had you kind of comment on your thoughts on uh, the whole Trump bit. I can't. I mean, I don't know anything about Illuminati or New World Order, <laughs> um, but uh, it's supposed it's supposed to be connected with that. So. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm sure it is. Um, now, kind of back to the whole Biden Trump war that's going on right now. What's your What's your thoughts and opinions there? Can I expand on that some more? I I don't know very much about North American politics. Uh, I just uh, how can you, know, you not? So that, that, I, that seems like that's the only thing on the news these days, especially well in general. Well, I just hope Trump loses. That's, that's all. That's, <laughs> Well, what, 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 I think what, he's the worst U.S. president ever. You know, even worse than George Bush. So, so, so uh, what? So what? What? What about him? What about him is worse? What is worst? Um, I mean, how, you know, how bigoted is he? You know, he has to build a wall to keep Mexicans out. Um, and then how bigoted is he? You, you know, towards China. You know, calling COVID nineteen a Chinese disease. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, but 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 on on the one hand, that's that's because where it came from. Just like there was the Spanish flu, because it was it came from Spain. It's not not these races against the Chinese. Okay, but that's where it came from. Uh, it, why is he making a trade war with China? You know, as well, well trade uh, war with everybody. Like Canada, we're we're best friends with the U.S. and they're constantly having trade wars with us. Price uh, for lumber. For aluminum, for all all kinds of stuff, man. It's just he's he's doing it with everybody, and 
Does he know what he's doing? I don't know. Sometimes I think he does. Sometimes I think he doesn't. Um, but uh, what was the other thing I wanted to touch okay, on? Okay, why is America the, the worst country uh, hit by COVID-19? You know, it's, uh, and Trump says, I did such a great job on that. And he says... <laughs> Maybe, uh, no, not defending him here. That's a good question. I'm sure, you know, neither of us probably know the answer, but... Maybe it is like Trump's answer where they ha- they have the most cases because they're doing maybe they're because they're doing the most most tests. That's what I think here is crazy too, where they're like, oh look, there's way more. Look the numbers no, of, the no. numbers of they've had out. the most they've had the most deaths as well uh, from COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what that's that's what I I think they should focus on is more is the deaths going up or down to and. Um, and oh, and, but the other thing is too, you know, are we able to trust the deaths? You know, is it somebody that was hit by a car that you know may or may have had COVID? Maybe you know, maybe they're just around someone that had COVID, so therefore they're going to classify as COVID. They're, they're getting extra money for them. It's hard to trust the numbers. I don't know. I know all I know is it's 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 just it's craziness. It's craziness. Like definitely, I don't think COVID is like a hoax. Like I believe COVID is real. Whether it was from a bat or a lab, I think chances are it's probably uh, made in a lab. Um, this is my just personal opinions again. My and uh, and yeah, just I think the I think there's it's been a big um, overreaction to it. I think I actually took a screenshot when things first went down uh, about of the amount of people that had died. Like I can't remember. Let's say it was March. Um, the people that died from the beginning of January to March from from uh, starvation and from poverty. How many people in the world have died? Those numbers come next March. I bet you they're going to be massive, way more than the amount of people that have died from COVID. You look at the pictures right now of the of the amount of cruise ships that are being di- dis- di- uh, disassembled for scrap iron. They're 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 like crowding the ocean. Like it's crazy. Like like all. The, the the people at the bottom are gonna feel this so hard. Like the the, the tourism has went down in all these poor countries. Like people are gonna be dying, like good healthy people from starvation that shouldn't be dying. And I think they should just protect the people that are vulnerable. If you're if somebody's vulnerable because of their older age, or because they have uh, you know um, health issues, uh, then then those people should be protected or protect themselves. And the other people should just. Go about go about their business. Like I think this is crazy. I I know one of these people who who who's, who say uh, life was so great before COVID. Now everything's horrible because of COVID. Uh, and because um, my life wasn't that great, my life's much better now. I'm I'm getting married soon, so uh, you know. And I'm you know I'm. Well, I, 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 things are looking up for me at the moment. Uh, well, you know, well, COVID or not. Well, well, um, well, what about the world, though? I, I think you should look at a, you know, a, a world view. Is the world a better place because of COVID or not? The world wasn't that great a place. Uh, you know, so I think you know. I think this kind of cataclysm was probably needed. Um, yeah, de- definitely. You know, I I I agree. Definitely. The world needs big change. I was hoping, it, like, I'm one of those people, I was hoping it was going to come in 2012 when my encounter was Every, to Everybody is so depressed about COVID-19 as if life was wonderful before and suddenly it's all gone wrong. Um, well, I don't say it that way. Well, well I, 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 you know, the world needs a change, like, especially, you know, the amount of... I think we should still be stopped talking about, you know, all climate change and stuff like that and, and global warming... Whether it's happening or not, 
just focus like it's just leading to, to basically carbon tax. Let, let, instead of focusing on those things, let's just focus on pollution. What are the, what are the, I don't think we should be tackling cars um, or, you know, there's a lot bigger things like Canada is, is, is uh, we're actually getting rid of single use plastic. I think that's a great idea. No more, no more grocery bags, no more, um, you know, plastic forks and knives, you know, too much of that stuff is, is making its way to the ocean. hundred percent. I think that's great. You know, let's, let, let's, let's deal with key issues like that, that are a huge problem. And, you know, whether, you know, I don't know if electric cars is the answer, but, you know, definitely, I think it'd be, it'd be beautiful if we went back to like, like a hundred, 200 years ago, even like more like 200 years ago, where everyone, you know, was like horse and carriage and like one with nature and there wasn't all this, this pollution, just killing. That, that's, that, killing that's a good idea. Cars. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, we should go back to a simpler way of life. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if, if, you know, I, I wish I could do that. You know, like me and my wife, we bought acres in Illinois. We tried. You know, we have a, a garden that's like a half. That, that's Taoism. Is living simply. That's a Leonard Skinner too. Simple man. <laughs> I, who's Leonard Skinner? What Leonard Skinner? Oh, damn. I don't know who that is. Oh, is a famous uh, rock and roll legend, um, Freebird. You know that song, Freebird? No, oh, no. Okay. Anyway, Leonard Skinner has a song called "Simple Man." It's, it makes me cry almost all the time. It's awesome. It's just about that. Yeah, it's important to be a simple man. But yeah, simpler life. You know, definitely the amount of on Sundays, me and my family we like to watch nature shows, and um, man, to see the amount of of wildlife that has died off and is continuing to die off because of us is just horrific. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, definitely. I, th I think those are p like pandemic scale things that we need to take care of for sure. But anyway, back to, uh, back to John. So, um, so you have some, besides, besides martial arts, is there some other, um, hobbies or, or interests, reading, things like that, that, that you have, or, or I, I used to be a big jazz fan and, uh, taught myself jazz piano and, um, but yeah, what happened was what happened was uh, things were getting in the way of. I think martial arts was was always number one for me. But my brother tried to crush it. Uh, you know, basically tried to humiliate it and destroy it. He hated it. He hates the Chinese as well. And um, and you know, and I basically gave up the martial arts for quite a long time. And I was trying to be a musician. And uh, my brother liked that. He thinks, uh, you know, that he's morally superior and the mu music is more, uh, you know, less violent. And so he would talk to me about music, uh, but, but in a bullying way. You know, oh, I like Jimi Hendrix. I don't suppose you would, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and, um, but he likes to be playing music and not doing my martial arts. And that's what I did for quite a long time. Uh, I don't think I was really serious enough about music. I didn't want to take lessons. I thought I was too hip to take lessons. And uh, I thought I could teach myself and be as good as all as Charlie Parker or whoever. And I, I, I never succeeded as a musician. Uh, and when I... When I hadn't succeeded in a, for, as a jazz musician for a few years, then I tried producing, uh, you know, on the computer as, as people do these days, and um, didn't wasn't successful at that either. 
And in the end, I realized, you know, I was spending so much money on music. I wasn't making any money out of it. And um, uh, what happened? Okay, I had a girlfriend who wasn't very impressed by my music. She said, sell your instruments. And then I was, I was a Muslim at the time. And uh, some Muslims say music is forbidden in Islam. Wow. So with, the, with that and the fact that uh, really I was not sincere about it. I really wanted to be doing Kung Fu, but there was too many things in the way and I was escaping into music instead. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't very good, as good as I thought I was. So, you know, I wasn't good enough to be a prof- professional, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with those three things, I, 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 eventually I... Uh, I gave up the music and concentrated on the martial arts, and I think I'm a much better martial artist than a than musician anyway. So, okay, well, I uh, I took about maybe five guitar lessons and then didn't learn a whole lot there. I more learned on my own, but my goal wasn't to make money off it because definitely that's a big goal. So, I my goal was just to sit around the campfire and be able to sing some songs with my dad, who also plays guitar. So. I achieved that, and then I really plateaued after that, and I just really never picked it up again. But or not again, but I picked it up very. My rarely. mother is a piano teacher. Yeah, oh. I had about two years of, of piano lessons, not not with her, with her teacher, um, okay. and then I gave it up. I wasn't that interested in music until, and then I got when I was about fourteen, I became interested in jazz and started teaching myself that. Nice. These days, I don't even like jazz anymore. Um, what, what kind? Of, what, what, what kind of music is your favorite? No. Uh, Latin music, salsa. Oh, nice. Uh, some of it, some of it actually crosses over into jazz a bit. Uh, you have Latin jazz, which is very close to salsa. Um, have, have but that's about the only jazz I listen to now. Uh, I listen to classical music sometimes. What about dance? What about dancing? You do any uh, salsa dancing things like that? Yeah, I, I have tried to do some salsa dancing, and, and uh, you know, I, I, like like most young men, they do it to meet a woman. Uh, I never met anyone that way, um, <laughs> so that's why I gave it up. Uh, <laughs> nice, yeah. My, my, my version- I think um, I think you have to dance a bit with with Latin music. You know the. The music and the dance cannot exist without each other. You know, if if mm. um, the rhythm ha- comes, you know, has to be in your body. You know, um, uh, and uh, I think you know, uh, maybe if you hadn't danced salsa, you wouldn't even appreciate it. I don't know. Uh, I, I, my brother I, doesn't like it. He doesn't like Latin music. <laughs> I, I I never did any formal Spanish dancing like salsa. Uh, the closest I came to was when, when I was a teenager, when I was probably about 12 years old, a friend of mine, uh, he's from uh, El Salvador, and um, no, sorry, Nicaragua, um, his older sister would take us, we'd go with her to these Spanish parties all the time, older, older, about three or four years older than most of the, other, the kids there, and I had a great mom that was really liberal and, and gave me a lot of freedom. A lot of times I'd leave, even even at that age, maybe a little older, maybe about 13 or so, anyway, a lot of times I'd leave after school Friday, go hang out with friends and we'd go to these Spanish parties Friday night, Saturday night, and I'd come home like Sunday evening. <laughs> and lots of times I'd just check in my mom, like, hey, I'm sleeping over here, I'm sleeping over here, whether I was there or not, but uh, wasn't always the case. But anyway, um, sometimes I wouldn't even wouldn't even call, but, and yeah, I was blessed to never get in trouble. And actually lots of those, those parties, actually uh, just 
um, you know, there, there wasn't much alcohol and drugs and stuff. It was just fun. We just danced all night and it wasn't, it wasn't salsa. It was just basically dirty dancing and whatever else kind of maybe some break dancing type moves or we throw some other music in and stuff like that. But those are some really fun days. I had a lot of fun for sure. These days I don't do any dancing, but I love listening. You can can listen to salsa. You don't have to dance to it. True. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 uh, people think salsa is, is Cuban music. It's, it's based mostly on, uh, Cuban music, but, uh, I don't think the, the Cuban salsa is even the best. I really like the uh, New Yorican salsa. You know, these, these guys like uh, Hector Lavoe and uh, Ray Barreto and Eddie Palmieri, they're all New Yorican guys. And uh, these are the kings of, of salsa. So, the, yeah, all credits, you know, all, all, all kudos to the Cubans for, for starting it. But, um, you know, as well as, you know, also there, you know, there's Colombian and Venezuelan and, and Panamanian salsa as well, which is also good. So, wow. But I really love the, 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 the New York and the, you know, the Puerto Ricans in, in New York. They're, 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 they're the kings of salsa, yeah. I had no idea. I always thought there was one kind of salsa. I guess salsa is like martial arts. There's a whole bunch of different kinds from different parts of the world. And well, well, it's all based on Cuban music, but you know, within within mm-hmm. that, there's so many different uh, rhythms. You, you know, there's you know, son, rumba, cha cha cha, bolero. Uh, it's it's um, you know these are each you know and those different rhythms and then. You, you have different uh, orchestra types as well, okay. uh, which go with the different rhythms, and uh, it's you know it's it's not just uniform, um, but nice. I'm not I'm, I'm just it's not different types of salsa. It's just basically it's it's not well. People in England are obsessed with Cuba, you know, and they get and they 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 go to Cuba and they think it's all Cuban and. You know, all I'm saying is, yeah, Cuba started it, but it's not just in Cuba. It's it's popular music of 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 Latin, of Spanish speaking uh, America. You know, it's in Peru they 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 love salsa. You know, uh, you know, all, all over Latin America. So it's not so just Cuba. So Cuba. Uh, two questions. One: Have you been to Cuba? Two: I never knew Britons are kind of obsessed no, with Cuba. I, uh, I, no, I, I I'm not the typical Briton that goes to Cuba. Uh-huh. Uh, I've, I've been to Peru. I've I've been to Dominican Republic. Uh, I haven't been to Cuba. Okay. Um. So, why are why are British people kind of obsessed with Cuba? I have no. I had no idea they were like real fond of Cuba. Well, because you know, because Cuba started basically what we call salsa. You know, is basically based on uh, Cuban music. So they did start it. So and. I don't know. It's, it's like pe- people in Latin America, they're not obsessed with Cuba. Really, they listen to. But it's Britain, they just, it's just in the British mentality. Because, um, okay, so it's to do with, with the, the ethnic, ethnic makeup of Britain, you know. Uh, in Latin America, you have a lot of, um, uh, like, indigenous people, you know, or people of mestizos or mixed race. Uh, the Cuba is mostly African and, and European. So, and in Britain, we're, we're far away from the Americas. We're in Europe, and we have 
we have a lot of uh, Caribbean and African people, and, and uh, that's our culture. And so when we look to the Americas, we look to somewhere with a, an African uh, culture. You know, we, we, we want to see our own culture. We don't want to see uh, American culture. <laughs> so some people, English people, are interested in Cuba because because it mirrors their own uh, country in some ways, not not in all ways, but just, okay. So yeah, yeah, more than. And then more than say Mexico or Central America or the Andes or something like that, okay. uh, which is a bit alien. Well, I'm kind of well, I'm kind of envious British, of the uh, British society. I'm kind of envious of the places you have visited. I haven't uh, traveled a lot in my life besides Canada and the U.S. So, what are some uh, experiences that stick out, or some things you've learned? From I've been countries? to the U.S. as well. I I spent I spent time on the uh, Navajo Indian Reservation. Uh, I've been to New York. I went to my cousin's wedding in New York. Uh, but, uh, I didn't see much of New York. I was supposed to be at the wedding. The wedding, so. And another cousin's wedding in San Diego, or near, or near San Diego. What, what did you do at the Navajo Reservation? Why were you there? Why well, was I there? Because I suspected that I had Indian blood because because of certain things uh, that. Um, so I was just, uh, I was just exploring, really, you know, they, they, they were very friendly, you know, they, they, they treated me, you know, they'd say morning to me in the mornings and, and stuff, you know. Uh, I don't know if, if, if you know, if the Navajos treat all outsiders that way, or they just treated me that way, but, um... So, so have you gotten your... And then I had a DNA test done uh, this year, and I found that I actually do have... Some kind of Native American blood, but considering I'm Spanish on my mother's side, it's most likely from Latin America, not not uh, North America. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. It, was it was it was it what was it like on that Navajo reservation? Was it was it ghetto or was it well kept? How was it? Um, I stayed. It was it was um, quite smart. Uh, I mean. But um, how long did you stay there for? Pretty, pretty boring. There's not much to do. <laughs> how long? Was <laughs> how long were you there for? How long did you stay? A couple of days? Or? I, I can't remember. It was so long ago. No, no, no. I was maybe there for for a week. Wow, that's like that. more, or that's five more. days or something. That's quite a long time. Yeah, and they got they got they got they got. Uh, I think they got a bit tired of me just hanging around because people, you know, most people they, most people go there to see the, um, uh, what's it called, the, uh, what's that big valley called? Oh, Grand Canyon. Yeah, most people go there to see the Grand Canyon and stuff. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing any tourism. I was just hanging out. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I think they, I think they got a bit tired of me in the end, and I left. Uh, yeah, actually, um, I uh, I was a youth worker for a little while, and I worked with a lot of uh, native uh, teenagers, and they they tried to tell me that that the the re- the reservations they came from were real ghetto, and I'd never last one minute there. I wouldn't be able to step out of my car, and I and, and that's I, what I was told. You say, well, in Flagstaff in Arizona, yeah. Uh, which is which is you know a town which is quite near the reservation. I said I was going to the reservation. 
and said you'll be killed, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's all. Yeah, because what, what what I did is I it was actually I was I was in a social work program at the time, and I did it as part of my of a class, like a report I had to make. And what I did is I, um, I went to the reservation because I said, okay, well I'll, I'm gonna go see this for myself. Then I I'm a, you know I, I think you're full of it. I thought these kids are full of it because I actually lived in New Jersey for two years, and I I spent about three months in Camden, which is a ghetto right across from Philadelphia. Um, so that was like pretty hardcore U.S. ghetto. So I thought, there's no way it's anything like that. So I went there, and I was proven wrong. It was like that. It was really ghetto, as far as I could tell. I was only there for a few hours. Um, I interviewed some of the uh, one of the elders, um, or one of the like the council members. I also in- interviewed some youth workers. Anyway, um, the way the way that it was really ghetto is that just like Camden, there was like every third or fourth house was burnt out. Um, except for in Camden, it was like really old buildings, right? Like nice though, like nice townhouses, like you know, ones you'd see in like, you know, in movies and stuff. But anyway, but the older ones, right? But really nicely built. But, but whereas on these reserves, there's like brand new houses, like big houses that were burnt out and graffiti everywhere, pieces of houses falling apart, stray dogs everywhere, um, those types of things. You know, Most Native Americans don't window. actually live on the reservation. Most of them live in cities. But they just have an address, maybe sometimes at the reservation, so they could still get the benefits, maybe. Yeah, they still get the tribal, uh, the uh, Indian casino payouts. I think, but uh, yeah, no, every, yeah, but, but the majority live in, in, in big cities like New York and uh, and Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and every and you know definitely. Just like every city is different, every reservation is different. I went to one of the worst ones, I'd say, because they had a lot of oil money, actually, and that's was kind of their demise. You know, lots of the other people would look up to them because you know when they turn eighteen, they get this large sum of money. But it usually just it crippled their it crippled their people. I think more than blessed them. Whereas actually, I've been to a, like a, actually a Métis colony, and uh, it was it was fairly clean, really nice people there. So I guess it depends on on which one. Obviously, that was just my experience at the at the particular one that I went to. So I only know about this guy, uh, David uh, Ahinaku. I think have you heard of him? He was the leader of the uh, rings the bell. He was he was chief of um, the, uh, the the Canadian. Uh, Council of First Nations. Uh, so, uh, and he made some um, scandalous comments about the Jews. Is that, oh. uh, that they're a disease, and uh, oh. it's right that they got fried in Germany. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Well, um, yeah. Was this was this like maybe like ten years ago or 12, fifteen years? Yeah, ago? yeah. It was. It was like I think it was two thousand. Too, so it was like eighteen years ago. Okay, yeah. maybe. But I heard about it. I heard about it from Jewish relatives in, <laughs> from Canada who That's complained funny. about it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, he might be the same one. I remember around that same time there was a a native conference I was watching on TV, and it was like a, a bunch of the native leaders, and this one gentleman got up to to speak, and he had a title like that one, like the chief of chiefs or so it wasn't that I can't remember what it was, but, and then this, well, this one lady got up and she's like, who are you? I don't remember voting for you. She's like, I don't even know your name. She's like, I'm like, how did you get yeah, this title? Chief, chief of the assembly of first nations. I think he was, oh, okay. um, yeah. 
And so my, my family from Canada complained that there was a, an Indian chief that said that the Jews are a disease and, a, and it's right that they got fried in Germany. So I got to look, look that one up. I can't see any of them saying that. That's crazy. But they, look at David it happened, you, but I think it was crazy. his name. I think he died. No, no, we're alive. That was just, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Actually, I just seen a awesome. There's a YouTuber that I like to watch. He uh, spent a lot of time in Ukraine, and then now he's in New York. And uh, a gentleman just messaged him and said, "Hey, I'm, I want to introduce you into my world." And it was a. Uh, I seen some more like some pretty hardcore communities in, in New Jersey, some like Orthodox Orthodox Jewish communities. But this was a different. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe you know. There's a Jewish community that's in the Bronx. And they wear like, like a this big hat that has like fur around it. It looks like beaver fur. Yeah, actually. it's called a strimal. My brother has one of those. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, and then then it's it's it comes from uh, Russia, I suppose. It's like a a Russian. Uh, it's made of uh, what do you call it? I don't know what it is. Uh, minks or something. Okay. I think minks, like Russian fur, basically. Yeah. yeah, he said that he said that his cat his hat cost fifty five hundred dollars U.S. Yeah, they, they, that's how much they cost. Yeah, they're very expensive. Whew. That's crazy. But yeah, it was cool that like he let him go into his world and and introduce him to to people in the community and kind of explain how they really take care of each other in that community. It's it's quite amazing. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Um, they, 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 they take care of each other, but they, they don't put anything back into the community. They take from the community, but they just take care of uh, their fellow Jews. They don't put anything back. Actually, he kind of... I, 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 I want to say he almost explained that in a way. He said how... I like It was a little bit of a different topic, but he kind of said how... Because of the Holocaust, you know, it really wasn't that long ago. And that basically they have a culture of, it's almost like they're afraid something's going to happen again and they want to be ready and they want to, so they, it's like, it's like somebody that's like a hoarder because like they lost something for whatever reason and they become like a hoarder almost so that, because they have that maybe insecurity somehow. I don't know if I'm explaining. No, that right. I, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm tired of this Holocaust excuse. Like, <laughs> my my father, my father came with came as a child from from Nazi Germany to Britain on what was called the Kinder Transport, where um, where the British basically rescued children from from Germany and brought them to Britain, and and then he uh, he studied. Hardly became a, a, a top academic, a mathematician. And all we ever heard was, look at me. I was a Holocaust survivor, but look what I made of myself. You know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, uh, right, right up until he died, we, you know, we had to hear that. Not just from him, but, but everyone else praising him for that. And, yeah. uh, Get over it already, right? I guess. Like. Get over it. My life is my life is 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 no uh, bowl of cherries either. You know. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it, Th John. I appreciate your your like you said being an open book and sharing this like your insights. I I, I didn't expect this. That's why I love going no script and just wow, wow, amazing, amazing.
Well, is there some other stuff that comes to the top of mind that you'd like to, whoever might listen to this down in the future or the world to know in general, some general words of wisdom from John? Um, I'd like to plug my, my business. If there's anyone out there in the Philippines, I will be opening my Kung Fu school in Caloacan, Metro Manila, very, uh, sometime this year or next year. So remember Sifu Jonathan Adler. Uh, I teach child glass southern praying mantis and Tai Chi Chuan as well. Mostly child glass praying mantis. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, well, t- t- tell us about so that. I, bit. I put my plug in. That's what I wanted to do. Well, hey, hey, tell us the story. So, so, um, have you been to Philippines yet? No, no. Um, my girlfriend's coming here, and. Um, we get married. Yeah. Once once we're married, I can I can live in the country. Um, Ooh, that's exciting. Any idea? Uh, any idea where in Philippines? Like, where's her family? Where did you say? Like, is it, yeah. uh, Metro Manila? So, so it's like um, Greater Manila. It's not not Manila town center, but it's kind of in a a suburb. I suppose you'd call it. Okay. Um, Remind me, is Manila? Is it is it close to the ocean? Um, I guess yeah, yeah, it's it's, all, it's by the next by the sea. It's the capital of the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. Nice man, that's uh, that, wow. That's good for you and taking that that jump. You know, I, I've always wanted. Oh, not always. I wanted to go to the Philippines for quite a while myself, and uh, I definitely would. I think I would love to live there. Um, I watch. Uh, have you ever heard of Drew Binsky before? Drew Binsky. Rings a bell. I can't you remember sh- who that is. You should follow him. He's a he's actually a Jewish dude, um, redhead, and he uh, he's traveled the world. He's his goal is to go to every country in the world. He has I think six countries left. His videos have really opened my eyes to the world and like what people truly are. We get a lot of uh, propaganda about different countries and and what li- life is like there. And he really um, gets in and shows you sh- shows the world what people are and, and, and what different cultures and stuff. It's amazing. Philippines, uh, Philippines also has a Spanish heritage. It was a Spanish colony. Um, it's it's a, a Catholic country. Um, the money is called pesos, same as Mexico. Um, the language uh, they speak has, has got a lot of Spanish in it. It's not, it's yeah, not Spanish, okay. but it has yeah. a lot of Spanish words. So mm-hmm. it's... It's yeah, it has a, also has a Spanish heritage. Actually, and actually, Drew Binsky married. No, is he married yet? Maybe it's just his girlfriend or fiance. I can't remember, but his partner, so to speak, is Filipino as well. And uh, actually, that's the company. That's the country that he's visited. I think the most. I think he's been there like forty times or something like that. And that's. I think he says it's his favorite country. Like it's, it's amazing. Uh, people say it's a beautiful country. You know, Thailand and uh, Philippines. Uh, I like what people say are the, are the most beautiful countries. Nice. So your so your uh, goal, so your goal is to you're gonna open up a, a a kung fu studio there. Have you ever thought about opening one at home in in UK? Yeah, I wanted to do that for for, for quite a few years, and it never took off for one reason or another. Um, I guess it'll be more fi- more financially. Um, What's the word like viable in uh, Philippines? I guess, eh? Uh, I think people uh, will 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 understand. It's closer to the culture. People uh, 
actually, you know, it's better than China because in China, pe- people are not interested in Kung Fu anymore. Uh, in, in, you know, all they, all they care about in China now is making money. So, and, and uh, <laughs> in Philippines, they still love martial arts. So they have, they have their own only indigenous martial arts. They, you know, they also love kung fu and muay thai and and MMA and, and, and things. Yeah, they have some really famous fighters. Like uh, obviously, uh, was it what do they call him, Pac Man or whatever, the boxer? Oh, Manny Pacquiao. He's 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 actually a politician now. Is he? Okay. He, no. He's a senator. Yeah. Wow. God. But bless. he's he's, he's coming out. Isn't he fighting uh, Conor McGregor next year? He's fighting Conor McGregor next year. Again? Didn't they fight? They already fought. No, he's, he, no, no, no. Oh, no. Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? He's going to fight? No way. I didn't know that. That's, that's nuts. That's cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, that'd be great if he was president of that country. That man has a good heart. He loves his people. I know he's donated, yeah, he, donated a lot he bought, of his money. He, 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 uh, he built 50,000 homes for the poor out of his own pockets. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wow. God bless that man's heart. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm glad he's in there as a politician. Good for him. Um, and then also, like, isn't there like a movie star that does a lot of like uh, martial art movies that is from Philippines too? I can't remember what it's called now though. Um, I don't know. I don't know any movie star. It's all. It's all. In su- it's all in subtitles. Like I'd. I'd have to. Can't remember now. I thought you might know, but it doesn't it doesn't come to mind who it is? But anyway, yeah, I love to go to the Philippines, man. Good, good for you. God bless you and your endeavors and and uh, your business. There and I don't know things. why people. I I've never been interested in celebrities. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, I I was not, never the boy that had the, uh, the female pop singer poster of the female pop singer on his wall or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I'd rather just watch the pornography. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've never been interested in celebrities, even when it comes to martial arts movie stars like Bruce Lee and, uh, you know, I don't care about them. They're just actors. People don't know about the real masters of, of Kung Fu. Yeah. Um, people like uh, Bakhmay, the, the, the uh, white eyebrows, it was, it was, it means. And, uh, uh, I don't know, people, you know, uh, General, uh, I have to look at my shoes because it's the same name as my, uh, General Yerfei, you know, he was a famous general and martial artist, uh, you know, and he actually fought in the army and actually really fought people, in, 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 he was a general in the, and he trained his soldiers, you know, he yeah. didn't, movies is just movies, it's, it's entertainment, but it's fake. I watch Kung Fu movies, but I treat them as entertainment. Yeah. I, don't, I don't treat them as real, uh, you know, as real warriors. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, there's a... I think people are waking up to that more. I think people aren't idolizing uh, stars, so to speak, as much as they, as much as they used to. I, I'm thankful for if I, if, I'm going to offend people if I talk about Bruce Lee because I'm not a Bruce Lee fan. And everybody is mad on Bruce Lee. Um, except me, I'm, I, I'm going to I'm going to offend like a, a million people now because you know. Bring bring it on! Let's hear it! Let's hear it! What's wrong with Bruce Lee? I want to know. I, I Bruce no Lee was not all that. He, he was a very he, he was an extremely good philosopher. He, he studied philosophy at university. That's that's what I uh, 
I, um, you know, I, if anything, I follow his philosophy. Things like uh, uh, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add what is essentially your own. You know, yeah, that's good philosophy. But as a martial artist, he basically he discarded traditional kung fu because he didn't believe in the existence of chi, uh, the, the the life force energy. Um, and he, he he wasn't really a kung fu man. He was a he was you know he did a bit of uh, you know a bit of kicking a bit of wing chun and a bit of uh, you know wrestling and a, a bit of uh, fencing or whatever or boxing or whatever he was influenced by. But he wasn't really an actual kung fu man. He just he didn't believe in kung fu because he didn't believe that there's such a thing as chi. Uh, well, did, your well, life force energy. Well, he de- he developed his own martial arts, didn't he? Yeah, Jeet Kune Do. He, he started out in Wing Chun, which is why Wing Chun is massively popular. Which is another thing that annoys me because there are, are there are over four hundred styles of kung fu, and all anybody talks about is Wing Chun, as if that's it. it just because of Bruce Lee, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, if my, my, a lot of people in the West, they say, well, you can't detect chi. I mean, there's no such thing as chi because no scientific instrument has uh, detected it. My answer to that is chi is life force energy. You can feel it in your own body. You can feel it in other people. But a machine which is dead cannot detect life force energy. Um, and the other thing is you get people who do kung fu who, like Bruce Lee, you don't believe in chi. Uh, my advice to them is if you don't believe in chi, you're wasting your time doing kung fu. Go and join an MMA gym instead. Hmm. Good insight. Thank you. It's a kind of reminds me of a exercise I did with an atheist at work once where I said, well, see, I'm guessing for you, seeing is believing, right? If you've seen God, then you believe that he exists? 100%? He said, yeah, I would. So I said, okay, close your eyes. I said, trust me. So he closed his eyes. I said, okay, now I'm going to put an object in your hand. And only when you, without a shadow of a doubt, know 100% what that object is, I want you to say what it is and then open your eyes. Right? So I put, I put, I can't remember what it was, like a tape measure or something in his hand, right? So he felt it and he said, it's a tape measure and opened his eyes. So, okay, now you didn't see the tape measure. How did you know that was a tape measure? Because I felt it, he said. He said, there, that's exactly how you could know without a shadow of doubt, 100%, that God exists. And that's how I know, is because you could feel it. I, I didn't quite follow that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's late here. It's like, um, it's, it must be 3 a.m. now. So I'm starting to lose focus a bit. Oh, um, <laughs> that's okay. Basically, the bottom line is that you don't have to see God to know that He's there. You could feel Him. Yeah, mind perceives things uh, that you don't necessarily see with your five senses. It's true. Definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think we'll end on that note. We'll let you go to sleep. I th- thank you so much, John. Okay. For being the uh, being the the first guest on uh, who are we, and part of who we are is 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 John. I'm grateful for that, and uh, that was John. Thanks, buddy.
Pleasure. Bye-bye, man. Bye.